Hello. It is Thursday, September 30th. Already, dude. It's already September 30th. It's crazy. Anyways, can't thank you enough for joining us today. If you enjoy this show by the end of it, please be a friend and tell a friend. If not, just act like it never happened. Great conversations. Great guests. I tried my best not to fuck it up. Let's enjoy this Thursday, and then let's make some money on the risk-free same game parlay tonight on Fandle that I pulled out there. Let's have a good time. Cheers. It's a big fucking day. Hell yeah. It's a big day today. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. We got a couple great guests today. Coach Luke Fickle will be joining us in the third hour. Whoa. Wow. Luke Fickle, head coach of Cincinnati, will join us in the third hour. Going to be a great conversation. Can't wait to chat with him. I actually got a chance to call uh, UCLA Cincinnati, Cincinnati's home opener to the season a couple years ago when they were kind of in the process of beginning this build. And Desmond Ritter was young. And talking to him then about the belief he had in the team, getting to experience the team and chit-chat with the coaching staff, felt like they had a good culture. Now here we are a couple years later number seven in the country damn favored right now as of now favored going into notre dame this weekend playing against notre dame university of cincinnati is so i can't wait to chat with them about the experience the 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 adventure the ride the joy it must be and also hey how do you keep building on this guy yeah. also in the first hour we'll have harrison smith here joining us in about 36 minutes can't wait to chat with that absolute legend who signed a uh i don't want a pocket watch but a four-year, $64 million extension in August. Oh, Jesus. Hey. hey, Minnesota Vikings, Pro Bowler stud. Can't wait to chat with him. And then in the second hour, we'll have scumbag Ariel Hawane. Ah, uh, come on. Great. Damn it. Do we have to? Yeah. Well, we don't. We don't. We don't have to. Can we put a red Can tint we... on his screen? That's well? what I'm saying. <laughs> I did the Hawane show, okay? The, the independent show that Ariel Hawane is doing now, Okay. And I'm incredibly proud and happy of Ariel Hawani. You know, obviously, he's Stitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah big time. We big know time. that. We understand that. But I'm, like, incredibly happy for this man. You know, very happy for him. He asked me to come on the show, second episode. I'm excited to do it. I can't wait, actually. I don't normally do the, these types of things where I'm not the one asking the question. Somebody's asking. I haven't done this in a long time. I mostly don't do it because I think there's too much of me already. So if I'm coming on somebody else's podcast, like, their listeners are now being forced to hear me. And I'm always me, basically. So I don't, so I don't like forcing myself onto people. And there's too much of me to begin with so i don't need to be doing all that stuff but ariel asked me i felt honored i did it i enjoyed the conversation immensely got a chance to meet his team behind the scenes uh, J- J- jamie jacob oh, jamie young Jason. jamie young jay jay yeah baby jay over there mm-hmm. yep. yep he's a great guy as well then they put the video up this morning of the helwani show and they literally made me appear to be like I had just returned from a trip from the sun. Mm-hmm. He yeah. put a red coating on me. Kool-Aid man. Heinz ketchup. You're talking everything red right over top of my entire body. Not just my face. No. My arms. The entire thing. Oh, yeah. I already naturally run a little bit red. Okay? I don't need you making me more red because now all the internet's saying, ah, old cocaine McAfee out there. He's too boy. Ah, this guy, that's all they're saying. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. First of all, I'm Irish. Okay. Mm-hmm. Second of all, I'm taking vitamins that are taking me the other way, pal. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't need that. Have tried it a couple times. Not my thing. Absolutely hate it. I go the other way. But also, I am naturally red. You don't need to make me more red. And, and it goes out. Obviously, everybody you know can't even listen. I'm opening up, Dario. I'm telling like 
I'm having a good time in this conversation, oh, yeah. getting a chance to learn, I think, about each other, Ariel, mm-hmm. and it was good convo. And all anybody's going to take away from me is, oh, Oh, there's old old fucking red pat up there. I mean, it's like, golly, you, you listen to my words. People don't like listening to me to begin with because of my delivery, let alone if you're, if you're staring at the Kool-Aid, man, the RB. So I talked to Ariel this morning. Obviously, he's he told me he's colorblind. Oh, sure. Uh, yeah, sure. That is actually what Good he told out. me. Wow. I'm colorblind. I didn't, I'm so sorry. I, I didn't even know I'm actually colorblind. I'm like, what an excuse. Yeah. That is literally the excuse of all excuses there to get out of that whole thing and I mean, it's just one of those situations. I just learned something. It's okay, makes you red. I don't know. That's what everybody in the oh, of yeah. comments and well, you know, all, oh, yeah, all those does. people ipso facto cokeheads then because they would know. Mm-hmm. Oh, because you have to know. Call one. Takes one. one. They they take no one. one. There it is. The only times I've ever tried that, I don't know if I turned red. Probably. I just remember like going for a long, 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 long time, falling asleep, waking up, and feeling terrible about yeah. myself. <laughs> And I was like, all right, never doing that again. That's and then I tried thing. it again. And then, of course. <laughs> I tried it again once. And then same thing, up too late. What am I doing? Yep. Why is this happening? Yeah. Then fall asleep, wake up. <sighs> what are you looking in the mirror? Mm-hmm. So it's not for me. I understand it is for some people. But whenever you paint me with a paintbrush, you know, red, full on red for the thing, people are going to say a lot of things about me. And I, I, I don't like it because... Uh, I enjoyed the conversation. I don't want to distract from the Helwani show there, but I do believe it is quite distracting as soon as you look at the screen. Yeah, absolutely. And it's fair. He's colorblind, but the guy who edited it uh, isn't. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. Maybe maybe he is, but I hadn't seen you yet this morning. I was like, Jesus Christ, did Pat fall into a big vat of boiling hot water this morning? Did he get third degree burns all over his body? What the the hell's going on? I'm I'm okay. (laughs) Okay, yeah, it was good to know. Yeah, yeah. He walked out. I was like, oh, jeez, okay, he is okay. Joining us now, a man from his attic in Ohio who every once in a while, he doesn't look as great on TV because it goes out of focus. Yeah, of course. Can't see him. Which, by the way, if some if they would have just made me out of focus for the entire show, I think I would have been like, "What are we doing?" Like, I just you got a good show here. You're a good interviewer, Helwani. Yeah. All anybody's going to talk about is how goddamn red I am right there. You want me to take it down? He said, "I'm like, no. You take it down, it's even worse. Yeah, too late." But why'd you do that to me? Join us now, ladies and gentlemen, a man who maybe sometimes tries to do that to this show oh, whenever yeah. his internet crashes in the middle every single day. Yep. Hasn't been as of late. And by the way. He would not be able to finish today's show for the entire time. Oh, Why is that? Well, he's got an event he has to go to. Ladies and gentlemen, yeah. college football. That's what happens when you're a college football national champion, a Super Bowl champion, and a Ryder Cup champion. <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, AJ Hawk. Yeah! yeah! Hey, why, we're talking about this. You look like a lobster on aerial show. Nobody knew you went on there. Can we at least post a screenshot somewhere? Can we uh, see what it looked like? A little bit of a shot at Ariel there. What you just said there, nobody yeah. knew that mm-hmm. I went on there. A little bit of a shot at Ariel. He complimented you, obviously, in the middle I of I should it. say, no, nobody, like, you didn't post that you went on there. That's what I meant. Like, I, did you, you didn't retweet what Ariel sent you? I did retweet, yeah. yeah. I stared when, down the barrel of the gun. I on. retweeted it because I, th- I was so happy for Ariel. Mm-hmm. And I just set up an alley oop to my followers, which, by the way, are a smart-ass, savage bunch. I mean, that is the crew that we have created. And as soon as that thing went out, it just started coming in bunches. I'm like, not everybody has to be viewing this the same way that my my people are. So I went into the YouTube, into the comments. I'm like, oh, yeah, everybody. Yeah, sure. That's yep. all everybody's thinking about. Thank you, Ariel. Wait, just your, did just your skin look bright red or did the whole screen? Well, you find he looks perfect. <laughs> okay, he looks perfect. And then it looks like it literally... Cut down the middle of the screen, and then a filter is just put on. Like it looks like I'm a cartoon almost. I look like a red cartoon. That, that is literally what I look like, and I don't know why or how. It might have been a connection. Tech is a problem, but literally, just like we are right now, the boys I don't even think listen to it. The only the only conversation is, 
How fucking red did yeah. this guy this guy's is red? Oh, goddamn red. That, that's, look at that. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> zoom out. Can you show Ariel, too? Can we get a, uh, if we could zoom out and find I a photo like, where me and Ariel are next to wait, each it's other. It's like exposure? What is that? Like what? Exactly. Exactly. It's hard not to talk about. I mean, you look like me when I'm out in the sun for two hours. I get burnt to a crisp just like that. I look like me. <laughs> Similar to you, less than like an hour, minus an hour or whatever. And it's like, I understand that. That's why everybody told me, hey, Pat, you, I don't know. One person wrote, I don't know who this guy is, but he's dying soon because he doesn't wear sunscreen. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, come on. I mean, he literally cooked me in there. Just one because you can't go filter red on me. OK, you can go filter blue. <laughs> that'd be nice. You can't go any one slight filter red on me or it's game set match with my complexion. I'm looking at the side-by-side right here, Pat, of the screenshot of you and then really you, because you're wearing one of your 50 black uh, tank tops, which is perfect to, for comparison. Like, the hue of red that your cheeks are in this aerial interview is unbelievable. <laughs> thank you. Like, it's I'll, so dark. Yeah, thank you. I, they had to have done it on purpose, right? That's what you're saying? I mean, is everybody out to get you now? First, it was Stephen A., and now Ariel's doing this? Actually, it doesn't look like sunburn. It kind of looks like you were in Antarctica. And your cheeks were exposed for 12 oh, hours. Cough, so cough, like cough yeah. yeah. What did that weasel Ariel say? Oh, it's the LED light in your studio. No, yeah, he, he tried blaming us first, and then he said he was colorblind, which I was like, oh, that's the perfect excuse in this situation. So if this is not real, great answer, I guess. He told me Good he was for colorblind. Ariel. So, so Ariel does everything? He shoots, he edits, he, he uploads, he does all of it? I don't know. No, I, he's got a guy. I think he's got a guy yeah, or whatever. Yeah, baby J. Baby no, I'm sure they, whoever edited it, I'm sure he knew, but he probably, like, what, for whatever reason, that's the best he could do, I'm guessing, right? Like, whatever it's a the terrible job. The, no, the guy has, it's the same guy, probably, or lady, I guess, but I don't think there's as many ladies that hate me in this profession than dudes, but the, um, it's probably the first take graphic designer it guy. Could be. Yeah, could be. Probably is the guy that made that logo, you know, and then probably yeah. on the side, like, oh, I'll do. I'll do Ariel. Maybe this is the thing I should think about, huh? And what's Ariel doing that for me? What, yeah, exactly. Plus, I'm he's glad he's doing a show again. That was the MMA hour, right? He always has a bunch of good guests. No, the MMA hour is on another. This one is the Helwani show. He, uh, oh, okay. It's on Spotify, I believe, mm -hmm. and it is on his YouTube page, and it's called the Helwani show. Good. I'm glad Ariel's free. He, he needs to be. I think he, he I saw a seven, clip of him dancing he put he up the other day. He has seven bosses. He has seven bosses, I think. Six bosses. Jesus. Well, he is, I guess, I, his, the bosses he have he has let him feel like he can let his personality show. Again. By bosses, that's probably not accurate de depiction of what it is. He has, what, six people paying him right now. So I assume he has to, there, as somebody who has done these types of things in the past with multiple people, there's at least an email or two that you have to respond to mm -hmm. and a conversation has to be had. So I'm happy he's doing his own thing, the Helwani show, what I was on. Because he, that's his page, and he said like he enjoys that type of conversation, and he's very good at it. So that's why I'm like, it's not the MMA hour, though, which is, I mean, he goes right up against us every Monday and Wednesday. Which mm. Can't have it. Won't have it. Fool. What's can't that win all about? What's it? Won't win with it. What's it? Why? What? <laughs> well, I'm sure the guy I, that's making you red is telling him it's a great idea, like on uh, Mondays and Wednesdays. That guy's trying to sabotage everybody. Exactly. He's a fool. Uh, or this, she. This is like the... Uh, yeah. Good point, Connor. He or she, whoever that person is, we should try to identify that person. Baby J. It's Baby J. Mm -hmm. It's Baby J. They're a jester. Oh, so you met this person? Nah, screen was just the name. Yeah, voice of God. Yeah, it was just no. a uh, it was a blank screen with just the name across it. It was definitely a J name. I do remember it. And the last name. Ah, nah, couldn't even guess. Normally pretty good. Nah, nah. It was early. I had to do that early in the morning. Not an early morning guy, I guess. 
turns me completely red. But anyways, let's talk about <laughs> tonight, shall we, AJ Hawk? Because I know you have to get on the road because you have a massive event to go to with your wife. Probably a black tie affair mm. where you'll have to eat shrimp cocktail with others and talk about your investments. Are you trying to guess what I'm doing? Yeah. No, I mean I would I would never. That would sounds like my nightmare to stand around, dressed yeah, up, right. talking about it. Do every week. Stop lying. You're at this last week, dude. You missed. You missed. No, uh, no, no. Different. You. I think you have a, a very weird idea of what you think I'm doing if I if I'm not here. Do you have a tailor? Oh. Do you think he has a tailor? For yeah, sure? he has a tailor. Yeah, Are you kidding me? They got to get the, the yeah the tailor because you got to be able to get the sport coat correct over the fingers that yeah. are oh, out there. Yeah, damn near awesome. awesome. so yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, he has a tailor. You yeah, I got a tailor. I go to I go to the same guy that uh, Ben McAdoo had in New York. Does everything Ooh. of mine. <laughs> Hair good tailor. And that was your draft suit, pretty much. Yeah, your draft suit. Yeah, you are correct, man. Two thousand six. <laughs> that thing. We were trying to get it as baggy as we could find. Well, you you succeeded. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. I feel like the basketball players, they show from like the 05 draft or mm-hmm. two. Yeah, but if you're going five overall, fuck everybody, I think. You know, I think that's probably how you felt. And uh, just like uh, old buddy said, when A.J. Hawk signed his first contract in the NFL, he came in sweating because he was in the middle of a workout. That's right. He signed his name on that line, and then he said, I'm going to go finish this workout. Just like T.J. Watt. Hell yeah. Just like T.J. Watt did. That was A.J. Mm-hmm. Hawk. What a living legend we have tonight in Cincinnati. The Bengals host the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Bengals currently favored by seven and a half. Uh, this seems like a game that Joe Burrow, who is not afraid at all of the spotlight, with a guy in Jamar Chase who he has thrown three, four, five touchdowns, whatever the case is, every game it feels like Jamar Chase is scoring at weapon with a defense that has been playing much better. Coming off a massive win in Pittsburgh against a Jacksonville Jaguars team, which I assume they're getting better. But honestly, if I said I watched a down of them, their games, I would be lying. Mm -hmm. Sure. There is a missed number of TVs in my room versus games that happen on the weekend. And I do feel bad that the Jacksonville game does seem to almost always be the TV that gets left out. The game that sure. gets left off the TV. Makes hey, sense. someone's got to. But I do watch the highlights. I watch the 30-minute like recap of it. I do that whole thing, and I, I know of it. This feels like Cincinnati Bengals going to just steamroll tonight, doesn't it? I set up a same-game parlay that's risk-free on FanDuel, and it's plus 1,500-something. I have big, big thoughts on Cincinnati doing a big blowout tonight. Uh, okay, that is very uh, that's interesting. That's how you feel. Wasn't this line at uh, 10.5, though, at one point? I have no idea. Diggs, was I it? Know- I know when I was trying to figure out who I was going to pick, I think I saw 10 and a half. And I was like, okay. And I looked at it. Now, this is the first time I'm seeing seven and a half. But guess what? I'm still going Jags minus seven and a half. Plus. Plus, plus seven and a half. Plus, my yeah, bad. Since plus he's minus seven and a half. Hey, by the way, if you want to take Jags for your record, minus seven and a half, we will also allow that. Nope. Nah, yeah, absolutely. Not going to do that. But yeah. I, I, was going to take, I was going to take Jags at plus 10 and a half. And then plus seven and a half feels like a lot but you know what i don't know i feel like they can find a way to keep it are you looking at early lines and shit wow. now like just a couple weeks ago what why are we even predicting stuff why, <laughs> are, why are we what's the purpose what's the purpose of, of even thinking ahead about things that are maybe going to happen like that's what you were saying now you're looking at early lines getting feels for things what were you 11 and 4 last week 12 and 4 last week unbelievable against the spread i do not love that i Oh, I'm starting week four the yeah, same way. Yeah, finding yourself on uh-oh. the opposite side. <laughs> uh-oh. 
The only reason I knew this because I, I knew that we were going to pick this on Thursday, so I was like, I better figure out who's playing Thursday night so I can make a pick. So I believe I said on, on Monday or Tuesday that uh, I'm going to learn from my first couple weeks' mistakes. Mm -hmm. But the issue with this particular case and the mistake that I'm currently making is that I am still fading the – highest percentage against the spread picker of somebody that picks every single fucking game maybe in the history of the league at this point and uh here we are i should have texted you this morning i just assumed that you had no idea this game was even happening because you have that big black tie affair the, uh, this evening with your with your wife so i didn't even know you knew i should have asked you what he was thinking because the same game parlay risk-free that i put together is very different than pro, what? pro bangles very, yeah. very, very pro bangles that's good though you should hey i can't I, i'm gonna it's gonna go very bad at some point probably pretty soon so you should probably you know, no, not ride with me well i don't like the fact that you're doing like research and stuff because honestly no, the first research, couple no, weeks no, you no, had no idea who was playing yeah, his research did. was absolutely incorrect that 10 and a half lines not out there so 10 and a half never happened yeah, maybe that was a line from like 2019 or something actually i think it to help your argument, I think it opened minus four and a half Bengals. Then all the fucking public came in on the Bengals and made the line better. Yeah, we're talking. There you the go, That's so actually, what I did. yeah. All right, anyways. So uh, Zito did point out in my ear uh, that that same game parlay, risk-free same game parlay, uh, that if you opt in, you'll get your money back. Uh -huh. <laughs> that, I mean, I've, I've certainly lost a little bit of faith in here over the last couple no. of months. Wait, what's Come the parlay? Oh, what is, no, no. No, because no. you took – This is a hit. You didn't take what the Bengals. Yeah. Well, I, and I heard AJ self-handicapping. Of course. Yeah. Which of course. is what Zito said, hey, listen, do not let AJ f slide with this self-handicapping he's currently doing. You know, with the, it's all going to come crashing down at some point. Mm -hmm. you know? You're right. Yeah, you're right. You don't need to do that. But anyways. I'm you, saying that. I don't believe that, but I'm saying that to you. <laughs> Just, you know, to do that. That's very nice of you to pander. Yeah, you're pander self-handicapping. It's very Double nice time. of you. You don't actually believe it. You're just letting people know, hey, maybe there's some humility in here. That's very nice of you. I, I, <laughs> I, have, a, I have a lot of respect for that move. Maybe. Maybe there's some humility. <laughs> Anyways, my same game parlay is vastly different than what AJ thinks is going to happen on tonight's Jaguars-Bengals game. Uh, obviously, Mr. Chase has scored a touchdown. Okay? Jamar has been targeted by Joe a lot. Allegedly, Joe said, get this guy in here. Joey Burrow, Ohio guy, isn't going to put his name on the line for a guy and then let that fail. Even whenever he was potentially going through a little bit of struggling in training camp, Joey Burrow was very loud saying, nah, that has changed. That yeah. has changed. That is, and continue to target him. So I think not only are they good friends, they have great chemistry. I think old Joey B knows that if this was to not work out in the business of the NFL, people would say, well, this is why you don't listen to your quarterback making a pick. Joey Burrow wants to earn the trust and respect of people making decisions in that team so that a situation not like the Aaron Rodgers situation in Green Bay can right. happen, you know? Because if this works, why not continue to listen to him? So I think that is why he'll continue to target that man. And he also, he's very good, gets open, and makes insane catches. So, I mean, all that above. Mix in any time touchdown score, I guess... Uh, the Jags are 30th against the run. Pass. Fuck. Fourth against the run. Yeah, it's, yeah. if you go by yards per rush that they're giving up, they are seventh. 
Doesn't matter. Mixon's going to score. Dude. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Joey Burrow over 250-plus yards. His over-under is actually 263, so we're getting 13 yards on that. That's good news. Mixon over 60-plus rush yards. Yeah, just heard the seventh against the rush, but they're going to feed that guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're going to feed that guy. Play action matters. Trevor Lawrence over 16-and-a-half rush yards. Just like Danny Dimes, more athletic than you think. Mm, that's, yeah. what, that's what we're going to end up saying, especially prime time game. He's going to be running for his life, and Cincinnati will win the game. Uh, money line. Uh, Joe Mixon has gone over that 60 every single game because they have been giving him at least 20 carries a game. Okay. Here we go. And that's at plus 1524 so $10 bet gets you like 152 bucks or so. Wow. Let's go. Not and it's bad. risk-free. You get your money back. Let's go ahead and do it. I do wish, because I said Bengals money line, by the way, so... Jags plus seven and a half can still happen in the uh, that whole thing can hit. So I, I'm pretty happy about that. And now I feel much better now after reading it back in accessing the city or yeah, you get it. Assessing. 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 Uh-huh. God spelled the same. Is it? No, A S S A C C. Ha! Those are the things that happen in the brains and the mouth that happen to me that, that are a problem. If I get hung up on that hurdle, I ain't getting up and hitting the next one. There's a chance that I'm whoa. You know what I mean? Full stoppage yeah. there. But anyway, after assessing the situation, I feel much better about everything all of a sudden. We can both win. That's good news. Yeah, I like that parlay, I, especially with those odds. That's, I mean, it's not crazy to think that could happen. I like that it's, it's Cincy money line and you didn't, it's not the, uh, the spread. Now, for everybody, plus 1,528, okay? That's a long shot. Yeah, mm-hmm. don't be expecting to win every week on that one. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I am. Yeah, we are. We are. Right. We are. But when reality potentially hits, you know, it won't tomorrow. Yeah, but no. at some point when this thing starts losing, which is going to be maybe when baseball season starts next year. Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay. This thing's going to go until then. Understand that you're getting a lot of bang for your buck on this because there's a lot of expectations yeah. that have to be met for this thing to hit. But it's risk-free. Opt in, get your money back, AJ. Uh, let's talk about some other things happening around the NFL while AJ Hawk is still here before he has to go to his hmm affair, whatever that is. Can't wait for everybody to be looking down at each other. All right, I'm excited for that. Do your thing. Uh, look down on everybody else. Hey, you're, you've helped build something really cool, man. You need yeah. to look down on people at this thing. Oh, AJ. You know what I mean? They might come up to you and say, like, oh, hi, I fucking created uh, natural gas or something like that. And then you come over and say, oh, yeah? I say uh, incredibly toxic things on the internet every day. Yeah. If you could just get that in one time, I'd appreciate it, all right? Okay, I'll try to get my wife to film that a situation like that. Bingo, that'd be Perfect. a great commercial. That'd be a great commercial for the show. Look, hey, yeah. now, now, we now we maybe we win an Emmy for that commercial, which is probably going to be the people that are potentially at this thing. Anyways, uh, right now, the story of the weekend is obviously Sunday Night Football. Tom Brady going back to Foxborough, taking on Bill Belichick. The Goat Bowl, uh, the Legacy Bowl, the everything that people will talk about for at least the next what, year or two until they have to play again or anything like that. It'll be chatted about of who deserves more credit for the success of the Patriots dynasty, which was the greatest dynasty in the history of professional sports. Everything from Tom and from Bill this week has been all kumbaya. You know, there's been a lot of noise outside with a book coming from Seth. Wickersham. Wickersham. It's better to be feared. It has a lot of quotes from anonymous sources within the Patriots organization saying Bill was was an asshole and was mean and Tom wanted to do stuff and everything like that all these stories are coming to light because this is such a big big fucking game conversationally for the long haul now that has changed a little bit everybody was saying good stuff Bill Belichick came out at his press conference when he was asked about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense and this is how he responded it's the offense he's run his whole career 
well, I mean, it hasn't evolved here, but, you know, the running game is the running game. The running game is different, but the passing game is the passing game. That's pretty similar. I mean, you could call almost every play from the flare control to the protection to, you know, similar to the way we, we do it. Uh, they fucking stole my offense. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. He's, I mean, he's pissed. It? it sounds like he's, he wants to win. That's for sure. That was a shot. That was a shot at the coaching staff down in Tampa. That was a shot at Tom Brady. That was uh, to say you could call it. You could, you could call it from the flare control to protection. Like to say that, like specifics. Like, oh, okay, that's definitely a shot. Yeah, that's de- that's a hey. They stole our fucking offense. So everybody's seeing all this stuff, and but then the next follow up question should have been, okay, so how come you didn't get like, uh, you know, all the weapons that you know they had down there if that's the offense because it seems to be it looks a little bit different down there than it potentially looked up in new england but obviously bruce arians heard the massive shot from bill belichick there which by the way i don't think anybody in football would take it as like a old relationship ender or anything like that but that is definitely a little bit of a promo shot bruce arians answered back to that allegation well i think they copied a lot of ours so it's probably the same Ask them which film they watch every week. They'll know. They always picked ours up, and watched it. So it's the same stuff. <laughs> it's awesome. This is a real thing, though. Like that is why, whenever uh, people are talking about Tom going back and Gronk going back, like, hey, that coaching staff down there. I know a lot of them. There's a lot of scars that have been formed <laughs> uh-huh. from Foxborough. Like this is this is going to be a massive weekend, obviously at Boston Connor, New England Patriot fan. How do you feel uh, now today as we get closer to the game? Yesterday, I know you're getting a little beat up a little bit because people were singing songs rudely in your face, reminding you of a sad situation and a breakup that definitely happened. But how do you feel right now, hearing the Bills like we're going to be able to say every single fucking play they're running? That's to make you feel a little bit better, right? Ah, uh, not really. No, I oh. still feel the same because, like you said, the. Play- players that they have on offense are extraordinarily different than the ones the Pats ever had maybe in the 2007 season with Randy Moss and Brady threw for 50 touchdowns. You can make that kind of case, but we didn't even have Gronk then. But we always talk about how it's a copycat league. Why wouldn't you watch you know, the most efficient offense, their tape? And on the same side, to your point about the coaches, people forget Todd Bowles, the head coach of the New York Jets, in the division for a while. And, you know, the Pats did beat up on the Jets, still do, because they stink. Uh, but, you know, I'm looking forward to the game. I'm very excited this week's almost over because then we can never talk about this again (laughs) Todd Bowles obviously Jets head coach and also in the NFL during the time of the Patriots dynasty oh yeah Bruce Arians Pittsburgh Steeler long time Indianapolis Colt for a Mm -hmm. time then he went to the Cardinals obviously but a lot of scars there absolutely during that time Clyde Christensen quarterback coach not only is he now good friends with Tom Brady all of a sudden who has maybe a little something to say about there Indianapolis Colt for the entire time of the entire run, which was you guys running headfirst into each other for the entire... I mean, there is a lot of people that would like to go into Foxborough and get a massive win, but would you think anybody... I mean, it's happened before, I guess. There's no way Bill Belichick gets blown out in this game, right? There's no way. I mean, you would think that, but Bill's not going to be on the field for one snap, so it doesn't matter. You can put all the, the, the best scheme you want. If they don't execute it, if they have an off night, yeah, they could get blown out. And you know Tom would do – imagine how happy Tom would be. Like, Tom's yeah. going to be – they're going to be up 28 in the fourth, and he's going to be checking to deep balls on run plays. You remember in that Hulu commercial when he said uh, – he walked into the stadium? Oh, yeah, <laughs> before he ended up leaving. Yeah, and he said, I'm not going anywhere or anything uh-huh. like that. And he, I think that was like to the football field. Like he wasn't retiring, you know what I mean? But that stadium was like empty there, you know? What if by the end of that game that place is empty because 
Tom Brady's up 59 nothing or something. Tom. See, I don't Could know if you people... imagine would people leave or you think they'd stick around for it? Like what do you how do you think that goes over there if it is There's no way. I still don't see how Bill knows how big this game is. Right? Everybody in New England knows how big this game is. I just don't see how they could get blown. I guess if you just don't execute at all, whatever the case is. But Bill wins games, you know, with bad run. He has. Yeah. And the- they're going to have to score some points, though. Like, are you very confident that the Patriots' offense can put up Anything. 17 or more? Yeah, the only hope is that they have their passing defense is like 30th. So it's really if Mac Jones comes out and plays his best game, which is really all that I'm hoping for, who knows if it will be close. But it definitely won't be empty by the end of the game just because I know there's people who are mortgaging their homes just to buy tickets to go to the game because it's 1500 bucks a, a pop. So I assume they're going to stay no matter what. And if the, you know they do end up getting blown out, you'll just see a lot of tears in the stands. But a lot of, you know, this was nice for it to be on our side for a while. Yeah, see you later. I, uh, yeah. 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 Sitting down, definitely. 1500 secondary market? Uh, I'm not sure. That's what it opened at. I know now they're a little lower at like 1200 but still, like, you're way up in the bleachers for 1200 bucks. Imagine Kraft changing the ticket price for this game for all of the seats. Yeah, 1500 bucks to get in this thing. <laughs> yeah, hey, fuck. Tom's coming back. More than the Super Bowl. From, what do you want from us? <laughs> yeah. People that buy their season tickets, they have like a flat rate and then they get an extra. Oh, by the way, you need an extra. <laughs> we need an extra 10 grand. Yeah, Tom's coming to town. You saw it. We saw it. We don't We don't have to give your suit to somebody else. John Bon Jovi wants to. So. Yeah, so we will. <laughs> you tell us. Wahlberg, I, I don't too. even know if that's legal, but that that's going to be crazy to watch, I think. And I just, I want to feel... Because I'm a fan of what Tom has been able to do, and I'm a fan of you know him being able to basically pick his players, and he's getting an opportunity to run a team. I'm a fan of everything that they're building down there. I got a lot of friends down there, so I want to say like I think they're going to just blow them the fuck out. Uh-huh. Like I honestly would hope that if I was a part of a situation like this on a team like this, that where you were able like, hey, we know our quarterback is going to be judged by this game. Like I would want to be a part of that game. Like all right, I would want to do well in that thing, and I would hope that they would just blow the like in the fairy tale they just blow the coach out you know like it's just a complete blowout see you later but i don't know how i can see that happening with bill knowing that as well unless bill is just so checked out and doesn't give a fuck and then if the team just can't execute any like you would think he would have a plan to somehow it doesn't matter who's out on the field yeah he, he can go and get it like naturally but this does feel like a blowout. I mean, the last primetime yeah. game they had at home was against the Bills, and they got absolutely obliterated. Obviously, that was last year, so it's a little different. Got a new team this year. But I don't think he's, like, lost interest in any sense, or he wouldn't be no. coaching still. No, or- but you're saying, he, like, you're saying he understands the situation. Yeah, absolutely. And I think he is going to come out with, you know, some stuff to maybe hopefully confuse Brady, even though he's seen every single defense 50 times over. But uh, You're telling me that Brady can call out the coverage? I mean, maybe he can. I mean, the, really, that's the only what, hope. That's what Bill just said he could do to Tom's protection. Yeah, and so he'll probably be able to do it right back to him, like you're saying. But the only hope, really, is Gronk hasn't practiced all week with that rib injury. So if he's not there, AB's back. But we've heard COVID affects you. And Richard Sherman says he needs a full week to really learn the playbook. I mean, if they're shorthanded in the secondary and Mac Jones plays well, then we have a chance. There we go. Hey, there it is. listen to you. That's the goal. That's the goal. He hasn't been like that, AJ. I know. It's good to see. It's good to see. I, st- I still like, am not. He has some hope. <laughs> no, no, I don't have hope. There's just one way for this game to be close, oh, yeah. and that's Mac Jones plays the best game he's played. Hey, good luck to you. All right. Thanks. Here we go. Is yeah. there any chance this game is like a stalemate, just 0-0? Zero, zero? That'd be awesome. <laughs> no. Just two brains going back to each other. I, I don't think so. If only. I don't think so. I mean, I hope not. I'm for on this, record if it does happen. For the same game. You did ask the question. <laughs> Could this happen in a football game? Well said. You are on the record. 
Yeah. You got to give that mark, to Zeke. Mark that. Mark oh, that. Zeke, this isn't a Bears game. There's going to be some points scored. Oh, 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 I thought about this, and I wish we would have asked Chuck. His life is vastly different now oh, than whenever yeah. he was coaching for the Bears. You know, yesterday he's, he's chit-chatting with us for 40 minutes or whatever. If it would have been a Wednesday last year or this year and he was still coaching for that Bears team, I mean, life is miserable over there, I bet, right now. Hey, great defense, though. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine being Chuck in – oh, my gosh. Late in your career, you're like, man, I've been a head coach already. What am I doing? Yeah. Why am I still here? I got this beautiful house in Idaho. I'm fucking out of it. What if he Vontae davis <laughs> You know, like <laughs> halftime of the game. Just went to Boise, Idaho. That would have been awesome. All right. AJ. Have an incredible trip to whatever yuppie yeah, event you're Good luck, Hawk. We'll do it. Thanks. Enjoy. See you tomorrow. Hey, we appreciate you, buddy. Now that the world's opening back up, so many new thrills are on the horizon. Okay. And whether you've been in a relationship for years or just getting started, we're excited to get back out there and meet new people. Hell yeah. When the moment comes... It's not come too quick. Oh, <laughs> here we go. I get it. <laughs> that is not what they had in their copy. Okay. <laughs> should. That was, I think they're going in a different direction. So let's go back a sentence or two. Okay. Okay. When you, when the moment comes, you want to be ready. Hell That's yeah. true. Yeah. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for erectile dysfunction, Ooh. all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Once you take care of that, though, you get the Roman swipes, and guess what? Ha! Huh. Lasts a long time. Banging up, banging up, banging up. Yeah, it's yeah. Pete Alonzo at the all <laughs> yes. at the home run derby. Boom. That's right. Dingers. Downtown. Bingo. David <laughs> Population you, dude. Hell yeah. Roman ready equals confidence. The confidence that you know you can rise to the occasion in the moment. We're looking at the Summer of Love 2021 version, and Roman wants to make sure you can participate in your way. Whether that be as a single person or a couple who would still rather stay in with each other, a U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you for free with two-day shipping. Okay. That's huge. Free? The shipping's free. Wow. I believe. Not the... Not the yeah, medication. Free no. two-day shipping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, go to GetRoman.com slash McAfee today, and if you're prescribed, you can get 50% off your first month of ED treatment. Okay. Cool. That's G-E-T-R-O-M-A-N.com slash M-C-A-F-E-E. And if you're prescribed, you can get 50% off your first month of erectile dysfunction treatment. Make sure you're ready to have confidence and control this summer. Roman ready. Right now via... Phone and video. satellite. Absolutely, I'm not sure how many satellites are being used, but I assume there are is a, a satellite uh -huh. or two being used. A man joining us right now has turned a school into a dominant football program. Has turned a city into a state. Has made the entire world recognize that the Cincinnati Bearcat football team is nothing to fuck around with. Hell Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, head coach of the number seven overall ranked team in the country, going into Notre Dame this weekend as a favorite, the head coach of the University of Cincinnati Bearcat football team, Luke Fickle. Yeah! How are you, coach? I'm good. I didn't know it was a gun show today, so uh, <laughs> I didn't wear my tank top, so... I apologize if I'd have known. I got a little heads up. I'd have done some curls and 
looked a little bit uh, closer to what you look like, Pat. Well, actually, no curls done here. This is natural, okay? I woke <laughs> up like this, Coach. All right, this is kind of how I am. And it, to be honest, I have a sleeveless Cincinnati hoodie that I got the week that I came and got a chance to call the opener against uh, UCLA a couple years ago when I don't want to say this entire dynasty started, but it was really <laughs> starting to kick off there. And I couldn't find the sleeveless hoodie, actually. So I was trying to represent. I apologize. But you guys have been nothing but nice to us, so we appreciate that. Now your program, though, Coach, is at an incredible spot. I mean, whenever we were talking to you before that UCLA game, I remember asking you, and you had a lot of confidence in Desmond Ritter. You had a lot of confidence in the team that you were putting together. I mean, it was really cool now to see here a couple years removed from that convo, and it feels like your plan's going in. Notre Dame, your favorite this weekend. Just your thoughts on the program as a whole and where you are right now. You have to be living a dream right now. <laughs> at, t- at times, that's uh, that's true. But, uh, you know, no, it, it's been great. Obviously, Desmond Ritter has given us an opportunity to play a lot more on the national stage because of what it, he has done. But, you know, to be honest with you, a lot of things around him as well. I mean, the defense has been good over the last few years. And I think the biggest difference from the beginning of the year last year to where we are now is there's some more weapons uh, around Desmond Ritter. So I think he's a lot more comfortable and confident and not having to do everything himself, um, but he's got some guys that can make some things happen as well. And I think that's the biggest growth that we've seen where in year one, two, and three, you know, I think Des had to do a lot of things, not saying himself, but create a lot of things, whether with his feet and, you know, manufacture some more things. I think where we are growing and have grown because of the success we've had is we've put some more pieces around him to give him uh, a little greater opportunity to make some big plays. Yeah, and you're and I didn't mean to ever say because your defense has been dog since the day I think you got there and that's kind of your specialty, but that team has just been awesome to watch. You guys are now, you know, back in the day it was UCF, right? UCF was yep. this team that was in the Power 5 conference that was making runs but never was really getting national spotlight or prominence because then they couldn't get into the playoff. It was a big deal. They went undefeated. They yeah. crowned themselves championship. Now UC is that team that all these power five schools are probably looking at like hey we need you to go on a run how has that been it, now i know you guys are going to the big 12 and everything like that but still how has that been knowing that hey you're not only against like a lot of great teams you got to play every single week and you got to get a group of 18 to 22 year olds ready to go every single week you got to take the field but also you're in a conference potentially that won't allow you to reach the maximum goal do you ever talk about that is that something you guys ever chat about or no no, you, you know, I mean, the big thing is we try not to differentiate ourselves from anybody else. And for, for many reasons, obviously, we don't want our guys to feel like, you know, they're inferior by any means or the league is. But it's also so that you don't have any crutches. You don't have any excuses. I mean, everybody has to play the game. Now, we all know that there's different opportunities based on sometimes your schedule and how things go. But the reality is for the 18 to 22 year olds, you want them to know or think or believe that there's nothing different, no matter what. Do you control your own destiny? Well, you always control your own destiny. You know, I don't know that that means whatever it is that you do will take you to a playoff. But no matter what, you control your own destiny, especially when you kind of focus on, hey, the most important thing for us is to play for championships. And, uh, you know, so I think that's where we have been when we came in here. We tried to keep that mentality the same, whether. You know, everybody else is talking about other things that might be the most important thing to your program. Try to keep it as focused into the things that from year one when you said we were pretty good, when actuality you might need to check back on that. With We gave up like 560 yards rushing <laughs> to Navy that year. But, hey, that's the past, and I appreciate we know we get better as you get older. 
as a player and as a coach. Um, but nonetheless, we've come a long way and uh, we at least got ourselves in a position where, you know, hey, we have our, we control our own destiny and it's nice to have other people talking about other destinies that you could go to. Yeah, I love I mean, I put you guys in my final four, I think, like five straight weeks whenever I had the opportunity to. I was like, Cincinnati's going, Cincinnati's going, just because I love the thought of you having to build a program from a place that maybe doesn't have a factory going into it and has already been there, you know? And that state of Cincinnati and how everybody has bought in over there, I think it is just a beautiful thing. It should be talked about more. And I think a lot of people are going to be watching you guys this weekend. Notre Dame, hey, this is a big stage, right? This is a massive fucking state. I think Drew Brees is going to be calling this. Yeah, Drew Brees yeah. is going to be calling this game. You guys are going in their favor. This is huge. I, I assume, though, with what you chatted about a couple years ago, with where your maturity of your team is now, you guys are embracing this, excited for this, and can't wait to show the world? Or what has your message been almost? Well, I mean, to tap into what you said a, a few seconds ago, I mean, you put us in your pick. I think I'm not saying it's because you didn't come out and make a big you know, big stand right there when you, we punted the ball to you and you – you, you know, you were kind of on the hot seat right there, and you did a hell of a job, I got to say. I, I thought maybe you would fold. I, I thought maybe you were really a kicker that no. might fold a little bit in a different situation under pressure, but you didn't. Thank you. Um, but I also think you, you might like to put us in there because I think maybe a little controversy isn't a bad thing for you. I no. Think that, no. You may kind of embrace some of that, but besides the point, I love it that you have us in there. Um, yes, this is huge for us, not just uh, to go on the road, but to get an opportunity to play. I always talk about top 10 programs. You know, we went in the bowl game. It's about, you know, you got to have an opportunity to, and you got to do some things against top 10 programs. That's where we strive to be as a top 10 program. This week, we're probably facing one of our first real top five programs, a team that, uh, in a program that's in the last eight, 10 years, obviously has made, I think, two or three or four maybe appearances in the, in the playoffs and things. So, it's a great opportunity for us and our program um, in a lot of ways, but it's even a better opportunity for us to really measure where we are and how, how much we've grown. Can't wait to watch your team show up. Uh, Ty has a question for you. Coach Fickle, at this point, anytime a you know major, major job opens up, your name is the first one out there for you know who, who they really want to go out and get. Does that ever become a distraction? I mean, obviously you're locked in. You guys are in a great position right now. You're trying to get a team to a playoff, but – does it ever, like, I mean, do you, is it tough trying to maybe balance that? Like, that stuff kind of finds its way to your desk no matter what when, you know, like I said, every single time a, a job opens up, it's all Luke Fickle's the, the favorite to take this. Well, we don't talk about it a whole lot, obviously. I think for us in the program, after year one where everybody was talking about getting rid of us to where <laughs> we have gotten to now, we kind of embrace it to say, okay, hey, if, if they're talking about me, it's only because of what Desmond Ritter and those guys have done. and. Last year after the season, they were talking about Desmond Ritter and Majay Sanders coming out early, and that's a tribute to the whole program and the whole team. So as a whole, we want those opportunities for whether it's for us as a coach, some of our uh, you know our coordinators, our players. Um, so we've kind of taken it a little bit different to try not to allow it to distract us because it is what it is. We don't have control over that, but we embrace it to say this is what we want each and every year is them to either talking about me, our coordinators, our players leaving early because of what the team has done on the football field. And, and we give the credit to the team. Yeah, because success will bring that type of attention. When you win, there's enough to go around. That doesn't mean necessarily everybody thinks that's, that's going to be at the same place you're at. Because I remember, I mean, West Virginia tried to get his ass before this entire oh, time. Yeah. And Luke said, no, I ain't leaving Ohio. Mm. Yeah, Ohio guy. You know what I mean? I got to do the whole thing over there, state of Cincinnati. And I, I mean, 
I mean, you're a nice guy. The program's doing great in Cincinnati. Maybe in the mountains would have been able to do the same thing, but I, I appreciate it. Had, had, had they had a kicker, I'd, I think I'd have went right away. Oh, <laughs> they were a little down at the kicker position. <laughs> you can't win championships without having a hell of a kicker. Hey, I respect that, and that's why your team's good, by the way. Focus on all three sides of the ball. I appreciate that. Go ahead, Connor. Yeah, Coach, when uh, A.J. Hawk doesn't have his yuppie <laughs> events to go to, he is typically on here. Uh, my question for you is, when you were first started coaching out for Ohio State, what type of uh, things did you learn there? And also, how often did you have to tell General Bob Carpenter to shut the hell up? <laughs> Oh, my God. We don't have enough time to say how many times I, I had to, to do that in general. I would often look at AJ and be like, how in the hell do you put up with this? But nonetheless, as a coach, you have to. Um, but uh, those guys were quite a unique crew right there. Let's just let's just say this, that they all were different in their own rights between Schlegel jumping out of closets and wrestling singlets and things, anything you could find to try to you know, lighten, the, lighten the whole mood of everything to – A.J. Hawk, I'm not really sure he could ever explain exactly what he was supposed to do. Hey, uh, A.J., what do you got here? I'm the flat defender. I said, well, we would call that a one-two match. Whatever. Just know know where the ball is. Leverage it. (laughs) Be yourself, please. Oh, my God. When that photo showed up, on uh, the whatever game, I forget what game. It was probably you guys playing against somebody, obviously. That's why they would have the photo up on a college football game. You get it. But when this thing came up, I just thought about how absurd that room is. And if you could talk to that coach right there, the road, you know, would you, what would you say? Is there anything that you would change, anything you'd do differently or just through your entire – because it seems like you're right where you're supposed to be, but the coaching ranks stink. You're sleeping on couches and shit there for a while, aren't you? I mean, that's, that's real in the coaching world. Yeah, I would tell that guy that was coaching right there to take a deep breath. It gets better. And uh, I don't mean it gets better with better players because that's not the case. But what those guys may have put me through uh, in in every other day or every day, um, I'm not sure I've had to go through. Now, Saturdays were were awesome. You know, they were going to play. You knew they were going to make plays. But sometimes Monday through Friday – I'm telling you, between squirrels being shot in the parking lot and hung in people's lockers, <laughs> you can't imagine what some of those guys would have come up with. And, and you know, it was just nice that uh, by their senior year, they had all kind of grown up a little bit that uh, I didn't have to worry about some of those other things. You're telling me they, they weren't your Buckeye heroes? <laughs> oh, they well, they were heroes, all right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Coach, you're the absolute best. Congrats on all the success. Good luck this weekend. Uh, tell everybody in Cincinnati we said hello. You have an incredible staff and crew over there. I'm excited to watch you guys continue to ascend, sir. I appreciate it, man. Good luck. Uh, I know you got Friday night stuff, too, but uh, hopefully you can not get too much too much uh, going on a Friday night. You're still healthy enough to be able to watch these games and everything on Saturday. Absolutely, pal. I can't wait. Ladies and gentlemen, head coach of the University of Cincinnati Bearcats football team, number seven in the country right now, going into Notre Dame as a, fav- as a favorite in Notre Dame. Think about that, coach. At Cincinnati, that's awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, Coach Luke Fisher. Ladies and gentlemen, an absolute stud, a guy that flies around, a man that signed a four-year, $64 million contract in August. Days! You know why? Why's that? Because he's fucking good. Ladies and gentlemen, Harrison Smith. Yeah! Hey, what's up, boss man? How's it going? Hey, did you hear the intro? Uh, Hitman, is that your nickname? Yeah, uh, Paul Allen uh, gave it to me, our... uh 
our game guy. Yeah, so. we were about to say, you fly around. I mean, you absolutely, I mean, you're an old school throw. I mean, you hit the hell out of people. And at safety, obviously, you have to do that every once in a while. And we were just talking about, before we got on air, about how you disguise coverages and everything. And did you know immediately out of Notre Dame that you were going to take to the NFL game so well? Or is this just as you've grown in experience, you've realized you can do more shit? Because you're electrifying to watch before the ball is snapped and then immediately after the ball is snapped as well, which would be the entire time you're on the fucking field. So <laughs> has it always been this way? Or is it kind of you no. evolved? It was, uh, you know, it was definitely an evolution. And I think I was just kind of figuring out the game my first couple years. But uh, once Zim got here, he likes to get his safeties down in the box, getting deep. And he, uh, you know, he, he likes it. There's been a few times where he's like, all right, you got to chill out. You're doing a little bit too much before the snap. So there's a good balance there. And um, as you play more and more, you understand why to show certain things because sometimes you could just be showing and it doesn't make sense and it's not tricking anybody. Um, so there's a, there's definitely a balance. Zimmer, I'm happy to hear that you and Zimmer have a great relationship, it sounds like, because it seems like the only time he gets talked about is when something negative is happening. And now you guys going into week four, I mean, you could be 3-0. and I mean, you could very easily be 3-0. and That first game against the Bengals, obviously they called a fourth and one on their own 29 that kind of turned that entire thing around. Ends up in overtime, you lose to a field goal. Then Cardinals... I mean, inches away from winning that game, and then you guys get a win over the Seahawks. Things have to be relatively positive over there, is that, or you guys just kind of realize the situation? How is it over there? Yeah, there's in the NFL. Just, I mean, you know, every game, almost every game, comes down to a play here, a play there. Um, So when you don't win those, you know, it still counts a loss, just like if you got blown out. So um, you have to understand how important capitalizing in those in those moments. Uh, becomes as the season goes on. So we're one and two. You know, you can say we could be three and zero, oh and three, whatever. Uh, we're, we're one and two. So we got to deal with it from here on. That's a very hey. Hey, I'm super focused mindset right there. Because <laughs> I, you know, if I was in that locker corporate room, corporate answer. Yeah, no. Well, if I was in that locker room, I think my big thing would be. Boys, we're three and zero right now. We, we, <laughs> yeah. that, that would be me in the locker room while you guys are getting out of your incredibly hard meetings and long practices, and your bodies are sore. I'd be just bouncing around. Like, hey, boys, we're three and zero. Hey, fucking three and zero. Don't let's not worry about it. But I like the fact that you know it sounds like Zim and the Hitman got this place dialed in there tight. Well, Aaron Rodgers has been very complimentary of you your entire career, and he talks to us obviously weekly. And after listening to him break down plays. He, he designed this this one out to a tight end and he, this whole thing, like listening to him break down plays and his memory of things, I feel like a compliment from him means a lot. Is it like you're playing chess against those great quarterbacks that are cerebral and trying to break you down, or is that week different? Is there certain guys that maybe we don't think about that are also like that that don't get enough credit, you think? There, there are not a whole lot of guys like Aaron Rodgers. So, um, okay. There's, 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 you know, top tier guys, but I'm not, I'm not going to put anybody over him uh, in that regard. So he's uh, like, I can tell sometimes I'm walking down towards the line of scrimmage, uh, depending on the play. Like, sometimes he'll kind of look over and like smile, like he's already in the right call, stuff like that. So <laughs> there's, there's a little bit of uh, gamesmanship and stuff going on between um, quarterbacks and safeties, quarterbacks and linebackers. Uh, that's like a fun part of the game that fans don't necessarily get to see. 
Do you know how much you're able to do against a guy before you play, or is as the game's going, you're like, oh, I can get away with this, I can get away with this? Are you like constantly evolving in in the safety in the disguise aspect as the game's going on, or is that something you got to kind of stick with? Yeah, a little bit. Um, it it kind of depends on the flow of the game, the score of the game, uh, just situations and calls that we're put in. You know, I, I don't have quite like the free reign like quarterbacks do to make full audibles and checks to change everything so um i gotta work with what i got sometimes yeah but like a safety that flies around is so everybody obviously loved troy paul amalu everybody loves ed reed who was always stalking it felt like everywhere and you're like that watching you play is fucking awesome dude it it is a lot of fun so we appreciate you joining us tone Diggs with a question uh so you got stefanski coming back to minnesota this weekend do you feel like Talking about gamesmanship, like you have to disguise things a little more since obviously he went up against your defense and you've gone against that offense so much. Like, what are your thoughts going in and facing Stefanski again this weekend? Uh, no, I don't. I don't really get into that game too much because then I'm going to get myself out of whack, and it's, <laughs> it's it's ultimately not worth the disguises. Is fun. It's fun for us to talk about. It can help, um, but if you're doing it to a point where you can't execute your job, it's not. It's not worth it. Uh, so there's a balance with that. And they're really their their whole staff is not their whole staff, but a lot of them are former former Vikings coaches. Um, Joe Woods, their D.C., was my first D.B. coach here. Uh, Jeff Howard, Mike Prefer, all the guys on the offense. So there's a lot of familiar faces over there. Do you have to change calls or anything? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. I'm sure they know plenty of what's going on. Uh, you got, go ahead, Connor. Yeah, Harrison, a big storyline out of the Vikings this year is the new uh, kind of budding relationship of Zimmer and Kirk Cousins. Have you tried to sneak into their weekly film <laughs> sessions to kind of hear what they're talking about, or you just let them do their thing, and has that helped the team? I am I am a little uh, you know jealous they get that alone time together, <laughs> but um I'm gonna let them let them keep doing their thing. It's it seems to be working. Kirk's Kirk's playing great. Um, so having having a relationship between quarterback and head coach, especially a, a guy with a defensive past, uh, you know, I think can can be really beneficial for both of them. Yeah, I think you know the the literally, and I said this whenever you complimented Zimmer earlier. Literally the only thing we ever hear out of Minnesota about Zimmer is he's pissed off about something, he doesn't like something, and something bad happened. It's nice to hear that, like, from inside the building, it's like, no, no, things are good over here. That's I'm sure Vikings fans are very happy. I've, you know, because Thielen's a psycho. You know what I mean? Like, Adam Thielen's a psycho. So I've become a fan of the Vikings through him, you know? I'm a big fan of his. Okay. So watching you guys, <laughs> how is he every day in practice? Is he the same human all the time? Thielen? Yeah. Yeah, he's pretty he's pretty consistent, dude. Um, honestly, probably the most heated he gets is is if he hits like an errant tee ball on the golf course. Yeah, <laughs> he gets hot. Yeah, that's where I saw him. That's where I was with him. I was okay. on, on a golf. I missed a putt for us to lose a hole. Oh, my. I bet he was furious. Oh, oh my! God. <laughs> yeah, that's well. He he came back around. You know, I had to make a couple yeah. to earn and bring him back into my good graces. But I remember thinking, like, oh my god, how did this guy not get invited to the combine? How did this guy not get a, like his competitive level is just insane. And I think oh, yeah. that's really what separates you know in the NFL and in life the people that go mm-hmm. on to be great, the people that are good or whatever. You have any hobbies? Anything you do off the field? I've, I've gotten into golf pretty heavily. Um, I, I, I picked up flying earlier in my career and, uh, spent a lot of time doing that. 
since I've kind of caught the golf bug, I've that's, that's pretty much way. just done that. Like every time, every chance I get. So we'll have to get out there sometime. Are you flying by yourself? Yeah. Uh, I haven't been up in, in a little while, but I, uh, yeah, I was into it pretty heavy. Um, I got my, like my instrument rating and everything. So I was, I was pretty legit. Did you just get car sick every time? I've been, you're in those little tiny little planes, right? I mean, that's what you got to go to get in there and you're just flying that thing around. That had to be awesome, but you're not scared to death of that thing. Is there not a, that thing's like what the Wright brothers flew, right? Like that's what you guys are, right? Isn't that one of those tiny little planes? Yeah, it's, it's it's honestly it's just a little more advanced, but like honestly, not much than what the Wright brothers flew. Um, but um, I was scared of flying at first, but once you get into it and you you have control of the plane and you're making a you're talking to the tower, getting the clearances and all that, it's uh, just becomes a game and it becomes fun. Uh, there's obviously some serious consequences you have to be aware of, but uh, it was good. I'm. I, Really glad I've I've spent a lot of time in it. Yeah, I could imagine. I mean, that takes a lot. Of, AJ Hawk, who's normally with us, he's at some mm-hmm. uh, uh, yuppie black tie event. You know, that you'll, uh, now four four years, six four million dollars. I mean, probably <laughs> yeah. at the same events or whatever. But he is also a pilot. He's flying around. I had no mm-hmm. idea this many people got into it. It seems like something I'd be scared to death of. Go ahead, Ty Harrison. When you look at a guy like Rogers and you hear like all this shit in the off season about like, oh, he's going to be gone, all that kind of stuff. Like, obviously, guys in the NFL move from team to team all the time. But is that something that you would actually like maybe pay a little bit of attention to this off season? Like, oh, this guy might not be in the division anymore or is it one of those things where it's just like you like playing against him because it is such a challenge i definitely i pay attention to all the all the headlines and stories in the offseason because it's i got nothing else going on so it's, it's kind of fun to you know put your fan hat on for a little bit but i you know i pretty much felt like he was going to be back with the packers so oh. i think i think most guys especially defensive guys um, it's just too good to be true not to have to play him twice. I was about to say, are you genuinely an optimistic guy or a pessimistic guy? Because that sounds like a pessimistic optimist. Uh, this is yeah. all he's going to come back. Yeah. Yeah. At heart, pessimistic. Like I, you know, I remember like my good plays and interceptions and stuff, but like the ones that stick with you oh. the most as a DB are the, are the deep balls, the touchdowns. Yeah. And the thought, uh, oh, did he just freeze? That was a good run. Hey, great run, yeah. ladies run. and gentlemen. Abs- I mean, tech is going to do those yeah. things. Uh-huh. Absolute great conversation yeah. with a stallion hitman. And at his heart, every once in a while, pessimistic guy. <laughs> he heard that Aaron was potentially not going to be a, a Packer, and he said, nah, he's He'll be back. Of yeah. course, I got to play against him twice, ladies and gentlemen, Harrison Smith. Yeah! Hey, somebody send him that clap so he knows that we did celebrate him on the way out. <laughs> that was a good conversation. Yeah, yeah it was a bummer. I wanted to hear about the doctor who went in and talked Oh, we got to call him back, actually, because I want to do five public push-ups. Oh, true. Cincinnati Notre Dame this weekend. Oh, it was a Zoom, so I'm trying to get him back on. Zero uh, percent uh, chance. Somebody yeah. send this to him. Hey, Harrison, uh, Notre Dame loses. Uh, five public push-ups from me. I get to say like, "Hey, owe me one. All right, yeah, you owe me two. Uh, if if Notre Dame beats Cincinnati, I'll do the five public push-ups." Here we go. So okay. far, Tyrod Taylor owes yep. me twenty. Mark Andrews owes me twenty. That's right. The reason why those are twenty and this is five because I went to West Virginia. I can't just yeah. You know, what I mean, Cincinnati's five. Right. You know. It would be great if I just if there was just a, like at Super Bowl events or yeah. something like that, where there was just ten guys. Hey, I'll need five out of you guys. Right Could now. you imagine that? Yeah. <laughs> 
But on the flip side, I need to make sure we continue to win. I don't need to be doing public push-ups for any of these guys. No. Yeah. You, you know could I mean? do 20, though. Didn't you go up to Camp Onawana with uh, Cincinnati yeah. a couple uh, years ago? Yeah, I did. You know what I mean? Up there at Camp Higher Ground. Uh, oh, it's not Onawana? No, it is kind of a Camp Onawana situation. They hold you in our hearts and everything. Mm-hmm. And when we, we think, think about, about you, it makes me want to fart. This thing came apart. <laughs> We interrupt this conversation to let you know that Bolin Branch knows high-quality sleep doesn't stop at your mattress. Their ultra-soft organic sheets are transparently sourced and produced in safe, fair conditions. You'll feel a difference and know you're making one. They started with a mission. Produce the highest-quality sheets on the market and make the world a better place in the process. Today, they're still the best choice for anyone who wants comfort that lasts. I just put a pair of these sheets on my bed at my new house. Not only are they one of the most comfortable sets of sheets I've ever slept on, they look great, they go with the decor in my room, and they help ensure that I get the best possible sleep I could every single night I lay down on them. The signature hem sheets are beloved bestsellers for good reason. They get softer with every wash. Buttery soft, lightweight, and 100% organic cotton satin weave that's perfect for all seasons. They come in a variety of colors and in all sizes, from twin up to California king. And they're made to a higher standard. With a toxin-free process and fair trade certification to ensure workers are paid fair living wages. Founded in 2014 by husband and wife Scott and Missy Tannen, it all came down to a choice to do what's right. And that's to give more sleepers more choices for high-quality sheets at a fair price. To experience the best sheets you've ever felt, choose Bowl and Branch. You can try them worry-free for 30 nights with free shipping and returns. And Pat's listeners get an exclusive 15% off their first set of sheets with promo code PAT at bowlandbranch.com. That's Bowl and Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D-B-R-A-N-C-H. Dot com promo code pat back to the show tell let's chat a little bit about the gambling for this evening the obviously my risk-free same game parlay you bet ten dollars on it if we lose you get your ten bucks back you refunded if we win you win a hundred and sixty big ones hey. yeah. um what is the money looking like for this evening in this game? And has the line changed? Even though AJ thought at one point that the Jaguars are plus 10.5 on this Thursday in Cincinnati, that was not true. But has the line moved? And what has the line been saying to us and how this evening should go? So it's 75% of the money is on the Bengals tonight, which is not a surprise. Uh, they have looked like and are the better team this year, obviously. Um, it hasn't really, it's been 7.5 pretty much all week. So it hasn't moved off of that. Uh, obviously, the half there is uh, a big key because the key numbers are 3, 7, 10 in the NFL. That 7.5 does make the Jaguars somewhat enticing if you like them, but I ain't going to do that. Well, 25% of the money as well, so you would assume that that means the house has 25% of the money as well there. Mm-hmm. They do not want to lose. No. They do not want to lose at all no. in this particular thing. So uh, you would assume that the sports book would know something that we don't, but to be honest, do we know anything about this fucking Jaguars team, dude? Nope. They played. They were winning that football game last week. Obviously, they got the kick at the end of the half uh, until Trevor Lawrence threw one of the worst interceptions of all time uh, for pick six for the Cardinals. So, are the Jaguars much better than people are giving them credit? Uh, you think? I don't know. Are they better than Jets? Yeah, uh, I think so. I don't know. 
I don't know. Because everybody's saying the Jets are by far the worst team in football or whatever. It's like, I have not watched enough of the Jacksonville Jaguars. All I hear and watch is that 30-minute little clip together. I don't know the flow of the game. I don't know who's doing what. I don't know decisions that are being made by Urban in the NFL yet. I should, I guess, look into that more. That seems like that's something I should look into. But other than when they're on Thursday Night Football, who cares? You know? Yeah. Not watching. Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson both lead the NFL in interceptions at seven. Joe Joe Burrow's tied for second with four. Or third, whatever it is. A lot of numbers there. Yeah. First, second, three, and four was all in there. Because you don't know if it's golf rules. Yeah. Yeah. Because you don't know if you want more or less. T2 or T1, T1. Yeah, but also whenever you're... Whenever you're golfing and it's match play, though, you want to be up points. Correct. True. You know. True. That was a little bit of a thing my wife had to go through watching a Ryder Cup. Thought we weren't trying to get points. But in, well, they're one up. Don't you want to be down in golf? Typically. Down true. on the That's hole. That's a good point. Up on and why in baseball do you go from the top of the inning to the bottom of the inning and then go up? I don't know. You think it should be like snake draft? Well, yeah, typically you go down then up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I'm saying. But it yeah, continues. but it goes. But it goes up. But yeah. it goes up, down, up, up down. Up, down, up, down. Yeah, yeah. Up, why down. does it do that? I don't know. Up, down, that's a good down. question. And why do you park in your driveway? <laughs> good question, too. And you drive in your parkway. What's the big idea? Well, anyway, so we got, we all got the Bengals tonight? Absolutely. I just, against the And the over. So I have them or, in my same game parlay money line. Uh, that is, that's the only way you can take Bengals uh, in a money line is if it's in a massive parlay or whatever. Are you giving away your hammer down bet right now? Are you? Are you have you sure. made your decision for tonight? I have made my decision tonight. This is one of the hottest gamblers on earth. Here yeah. we go. Not only did AJ Hawk, who went twelve and four this past weekend against the spread, and that followed up against a, I think eleven and five the previous week or whatever, maybe the hottest against the spread picker on earth, A.J. Hawk. He said Jaguars plus seven and a half. I thought that was going to fuck me, but then I remembered that the Bengals' money line is what I picked so that both of us can win, so we're still in the money for the same game parlay. Tone Diggs hosts a hammered down, one of the hottest gamblers on earth, looking at a game tonight that a lot of people say, in the long run, we'll look back on and not remember at all. Bengals versus Jags, unless the Jags beat the Bengals and the Bengals end up one game out of playoff contention, that's how this game will be remembered. This is one of those Thursday night football games where the host of the Thursday Night Football kind of got fucked. This game yeah. is not really one yeah. that there's a lot of buzz, storyline, or energy on. All anybody's talking about is Tom and Bill on Sunday. There's an NFL game that's kicking off week four tonight. Joey Burrow can come alive in front of his Cincinnati crowd. The Ohio guy can ball all over the place. Or will Trevor Lawrence and Urban Meyer, Urban Meyer returning to OH. I-O. The place that he is beloved and has won before. Is that where he'll get his first win? What are your thoughts on this Tone Diggs host of Hammer? Dad. Uh Bengals, much, much improved defense this year. Now, they've played the Steelers and uh, the Bears, who are not two of the top offenses, but they did very well also against the Vikings. Uh, they are top eight in every defensive category in the league. Jaguars are bottom eight every defensive category in the league. The Jaguars have scored seven points in the first game in the first half, seven points in the second game in the second – or in the – Seven points in the first half in the second game, and then 13 points in the first half in the third game, but some of those points came off of a kick six. Mm-hmm. Agnew. Agnew. Uh, I'm taking the under nine and a half Jaguars points in the first half. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what a bet. Thank you for the explanation. That is why Hammer Don is the best. 
A lot of sound reasoning there. Thought he was potentially going Bengals, minus seven and a half. Mm -hmm. But instead, it's no, no. I still like bad football. And I'll tell you that the Jacksonville Jaguars play bad football in the first half of games. Under nine and a half points scored for Jacksonville tonight in the first half. And your your bet hits. Yeah, I'm doing first half strictly because I don't want the Bengals to be up by a bunch in the second half and then garbage Trash. time touchdowns and stuff like that. Also, Trevor Lawrence leading the league in interceptions. I don't know what the number is, but for him to throw an interception tonight, maybe a sprinkle there. I also think that Trevor Lawrence will rush for more than 16 and a half yards yeah. because Trevor Lawrence, with that revamped defense of Cincinnati, now this is coming from somebody that has not watched any game other than the highlights or lowlights of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, sure. Any play. Most any any part of it. Most there's been a, a lot, lot of low, lowlights. Couple highlights though. Trevor Lawrence turned the ball in a good spot. But I'm just saying, I don't know the word around town about the Jacksonville Jaguars defensive line. But if it's a rookie quarterback who's potentially going to be hesitant with his reads and everything like that, which Trevor Lawrence still is, even though he's number one overall and has been the number one overall pick in the NFL for the last ten years, for ever since he was in like grade school, basically, I assume he's going to be moving a lot, and we're going to have a conversation. He's more athletic than we give oh, yeah. him credit for. He's going to rush, I think. And by the way, that's a bet, that's a prop that can live till the very end. That's right. Mm -hmm. All of the ones you have, all all can live until the very end. All you need is one big one. All you need is one Mixon pop off through yeah. his first round. He Mixon, by the way, flies. Oh yeah, I think he's second in the NFL in rushing right now. He's he's had a very good start to the season. And they feed him. Yeah. Oh yeah, they do. Nobody on earth, I'd assume, including maybe even Urban Meyer, assumed the Jags are going to win this game. Though is that kind of how it uh, well, is? That the overall feel? That's what it's like. I can I can live with a backdoor like a Jacksonville backdoor cover. I can't live with betting on Jacksonville to cover and then just watching them get fucking blown out because I've watched them play and how bad they've looked. It's you like, I you just, can't put money. No, yeah, I can't. I, you just I can't bet on the Jaguars. You just can't do it. And if they do somehow, you know, keep it close and even win, then. You know, I'll be singing a different tune, but it's just like you—you you can't. I just—I don't know how. After watching them, you can be like, "Oh yeah, my money, my hard-earned money is going on the Jaguars." Can't do it. That's unbelievable. Uh, Trevor to throw an interception is minus two twenty-five. I will not be taking. Not good on. I mean, oh my God. minus two twenty-five for a quarterback that's to throw a pick. <laughs> What's oh uh, How Burrow. about the sports book? They probably all the sports book probably had some number. We will not go below this for an <laughs> yeah. interception. We can't. And then they watch Trevor Lawrence and they're, and they're like, minus two twenty five. Yeah, <laughs> put that thing. We we need to make a little bit of money off of this somehow. Make sure people either don't take this bet or if they do, they are losing mightily in this thing. That's wild. Yeah. Hey, shout out to the Cincinnati Bengals defense. Yeah. Yeah. They are without their all-pro uh, pro bowler safety this uh, this evening, so I don't know if that'll make a difference. Well, hey, Thursday night games, also a lot of different uh, game plans are normally a lot much more basic, a lot more, um, you know, like easy to, to, mm -hmm. to, to mm -hmm. kind of execute, both offensively and defensively. I was trying to figure out which side. I think defense is more simple than the offenses going into these Thursdays, but both are very limited. I mean, the time you get together is basically nothing. Monday, kind of a walkthrough, but it's a recovery day. Tuesday, same thing, maybe a partial practice. Wednesday, you're traveling, it's a little thing, and then Thursday's the game, so you can't really put in too much crazy shit, which means that the other team, if they did any research before or can, they probably know exactly what you're going to do. And it's like, okay, normally which team is a better team that can get the game, uh, can win the game? 
People don't have enough time to recover, though. A lot of people mm. still banged up, a lot of injuries, but then that three-day weekend on the other side is great. That's a Thursday night conversation, basically, in a nutshell. Well, and it seems like with the Bengals, too, like, they, I, I mean, I'm sure they expected to win last week, but, like, that's a huge win going into Pittsburgh and winning, and I don't feel like there's going to be a letdown game because now they really have, like, an opportunity. It's like, hey, if we really do want to go make the playoffs, like, we can't be dropping games to teams like Jacksonville. Joey Burrow, I think, has got it. By the way, yeah, yeah, absolutely, the, the, it, the it thing. Yeah, they got the team around them too. I mean, Texas they have a lot of weapons. Yeah, they're going to have to protect him. But it feels like, like after a big win, they're not going to be a team that's just going to drop off. Right. It feels like the Joey B factor is like, no, 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 we keep going. Now we go. You know what I mean? It feels mm-hmm. like he has that in him, which is you're hoping, by the way, that people have that in them. What's going Jacksonville's on? Jacksonville's thirtieth in the league in sacks, so that's. I don't think they're going to affect Joey tonight. Oh, there you go. Oh, Golly. Cincinnati's going to win by fucking eight touchdowns. Now, since he's tonight. 30th in the league and giving up sacks, so. Oh, jeez. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, in a hard place here. Who will suck more? <laughs> oh, will Joey Burrow be able to survive? We shall see. Let's go to a couple phone calls on the five-hour energy phone line before we're joined by Ariel Hawani. Let's go to Jeff in Kentucky. What's going on, Jeff? How we doing, boys? Hey, not too shabby. I'm very happy to be talking to old Jeff down there in Kentucky on a 5-Hour Energy phone line. Go to 5-HourEnergy.com. Use promo code MAC if you get 10% off your order. Uh, 15 flavors. It is delightful to drink now and also full of energy. Five hours worth, actually. Really? What do you want to talk about, Jeff? Uh, I got two things for you. All right. Real quick. Okay. You think this Arizona Cardinals team's legit? Yeah. <laughs> And another thing, I think Notre Dame's going to squash Cincinnati this time. Why is that? Because Kentucky has like a little rivalry with Cincinnati there because they're right on the uh, border in the river there? Yeah, yeah, we don't like them. Okay, yeah, I thought so. It sounded like there was a little bit of bias in there, and Mm -hmm. we might, I hope we'll get to bring that up to Coach Fickle, obviously, because he's representing Cincinnati, but right across the river there is Kentucky. Mm. People that live in Cincinnati work, some people work in Kentucky because it's so close there, that area. Oh. I think Pac-Man actually has a pizza place in, in Kentucky. Kentucky and in Cincinnati because it's right across the bridge here. Huh. Anyways, I do believe the Cardinals are a team, mostly because I believe that Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins are on the same page. I think they are friends, probably very close. I think Cliff Kingsbury has shown a different level of intensity. You know, He was always super cool. We heard on Flyby Coach. Uh, Flying Coach. Fly by night. Mm-hmm. Flying coach. We heard on Flying Coach with Sean McVay and Shregs on Spotify that, you know, Cliff Kingsbury was potentially at one point of his NFL coaching career worried about getting sideline passes for somebody before a game. Yeah, that's right. Okay, before a game started, you know, against Sean McVay and the Rams or whatever in L.A. Now it feels like, and I might be wrong just from judging this from the outside in, it looks like Cliff Kingsbury getting a little bit more worked up about the refs, mm-hmm. getting a little bit more worked up about whenever things happen. Like, I like seeing that type of thing. I like seeing it. Now, Jim Caldwell was a great coach for me. I was very lucky to play for a team that Jim Cole was on. He was always very calm. But it feels like Cliff Kingsbury has evolved in his NFL time as well, is what I'm saying. That team, very talented last year. Felt like there was moments where they weren't consistent. That's what Kyler told us. They weren't consistent every single day or in the games. I think this year is a different year for the Cardinals. Well, and I wonder if it was – I don't know if he was, but, like, I mean, he, you could have argued that if they don't make the playoffs this year, if they go 7-10 and 10 and don't are very inconsistent, and like, they might have fired him. It's like, hey, we have – the first pick, we we did all this stuff. We paid all these guys. Like, now is the time. Like, you guys, hey. you've been here three years. You better fucking show me something. He sells that house for a lot more than he bought it for. Yeah, Absolutely. definitely. That Cliff Kingsbury house, the drop board oh, yeah. mansion that he had on the draft where he was the coolest looking human on earth. Yeah. That house 
might have had to go for sale. But they're in the NFC West. It's a tough league. The owner, though, is investing a lot of money, flying on his plane to go get JJ. He's going to have to pay Chandler. They bring in Boot. I mean, there is a lot of investment in Phoenix, which is, did you know, the fifth largest city in America? Phoenix, Arizona. And growing. Fifth largest city in America. So you got New York, L.A., Chicago, Houston, Phoenix. Wow. I knew it was a huge TV market, and that's why like the NHL has a team there that is floundering, but they keep trying to keep it afloat there. But I think the owner knows, like, hey, we're a big, we're a big fucking city. Yeah. If we have a chance to have a great team here, let's go. And they are doing that, and it seems like Kyler's taking that next step, uh, step and Nuke is unbelievable. Speaking yeah. of unbelievable, here's somebody that is not. Joining us now, <laughs> a, uh, a man who is like an eight-time award-winning journalist. I was incredibly honored to be on his show, The Helwani Show, today. Uh, the audio, from what I've heard, is great. The video portion of it, though, I mean, oh. they, he literally painted me red. Yeah, off. I have no idea why you would do this, mostly because he's old Helwani, ladies and gentlemen, the independent MMA journalist, Aria Helwani. Yeah! Oh my god, this guy. There you go. This guy. What are you doing? Listen, uh, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. I mean, I, I, I come in shame. Oh. Uh, I, was told, I was told that this is red. I don't know for a fact because I'm colorblind. <laughs> and uh, this has been an actual very embarrassing morning for me. You know, I wake up, I'm excited, I got this new show. I've got this new venture, the Ariel Hawani Show. You can get it on Spotify. You can get it on Apple, Amazon, Google. My YouTube channel is up and running. Here we go. We had the WWE champion Big E last week, and I get the great Patrick McAfee. We break kayfabe. We actually reveal that we're friends. I literally wake up this morning with a pep in my step. I woke up at 5.45 just waiting for it to be released at 6 a.m. And then I get this nasty, nasty phone call from my friend Patrick, thinking, thinking, dare I say, foolishly, that you would be glowing about this seven-minute oh, conversation. Oh, you glowing. And I doing our thing, you know, a different side of us. You were legit mad. Like, I asked you, is this a work or a shoot? Yeah, because we did have a great conversation. And you know all anybody's going to talk about from that thing is how you... And your editor, whoever the hell it was, Baby J, decided to paint me red. I was like, yo, I... I, (laughs) (laughs) Is this better? Is this what you want? I'm trying to get Your home and native land. True. One of the the greatest national anthem in the world, and you put it like that. That's worse than making you look red. For the, for, I just I just want to say that. No, we were record. trying to pay tribute. I was trying to pay tribute. Unlike what you were trying to do, painting my whole body Kool Aid red colored. Okay, that was unbelievable. Listen, me, you telling mistake. me, hey, hey, you telling me though, me calling you and going, what the fuck? Why did you do that? Like, why you guys couldn't have just made me not look like I came back from the center? You go. I'm, I'm colorblind. I, I was like, oh my God, what an answer. What a fucking answer. I mean, answer. it's a pretty good answer, but it's the truth. <laughs> ask my friends, ask my childhood friends. Uh, I actually, truth be told, this is a shoot right here. I failed my driving test five times 
Some might say because I'm colorblind. Some might say because you know I just wasn't a good driver. Who knows? I like to say I couldn't tell if it was a red stop sign, a green. I don't know. Oh, so I went through it. You know that driver. sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but driver. I was legit. You know, you, you don't understand. I do a lot of things, and there's a lot of nachas. Do you know what the word nachas means? Naha. Nachas. It's like a, it's like an old Yiddish word. You get a lot of wisdom. You get a lot of you know like like pride out of doing something completely on your own, putting a team together, that sort of thing. And I've been wanting to show people that I'm not just the MMA guy, right? And even last week, I was talking to Biggie on my show. By the way, you can check it out, youtube.com. He's a fighting guy. You're, you know, you're, you're, you're outside. Yeah, I know you're the, you're, you're, you know, the half-decent wrestling commentator, but you're outside that world. And this was a big deal to me. This is a big deal. It was a big deal to me. I get the me. phone call. I get the FaceTime. I pick it up, and I'm like, oh, this is going to be great. We're going to revel. And... I feel horrible. I just got off the phone with my therapist. No joke. No. Hey, know this. Not that big of a deal. Did want to give you some shit, but you did paint me red, and that's all people are going to talk about. Neither here nor there. Can I just say you look kind of red right now? Kind of. That's what I'm saying. That's why you can't. That's why we can't add another filter of red. (laughs) Like you can't do it. I I naturally run red. I mean, you can't. That's all anybody's going to talk. But I would like to say this. You ran an incredible show. It was a great conversation. I enjoyed the hell out of it. I appreciate you. We're incredibly uh, Nahas of you as well, dude. You know what I mean? For what you did. You know what I mean? Like, we're incredibly proud of what you did. I can't even do Heelwani gimmick on this uh, appearance because I just feel horrible. I'm so down. Stop. Stop. Shut up. Stop. (laughs) Stop. What about this merch right here? Heelwani merch flying off the the shelves. What about it? You guys get one? Yeah, and I did. I missed this in, in the entire conversation. We did buy a couple of those because we'd like to support your biz obviously not try you to did? tear you down yeah absolutely we did where are they at they're going away they're on yeah. the way getting shipped figure out your shipping they're on the way DHL hey merch is a crazy game right now with fulfillment you know with the way the world is there's a lot going on we ordered that thing at least a couple of days a while ago, ago. yeah, yeah a few oh, months oh that's nice of you guys go. how'd you know I was red <clears throat> how did I know you were red what's the are you drinking what are you drinking there Kool-Aid well, that's what you try to make me look like. Oh, big joke. All right, this is Gatorade Zero powder pouches. Oh, because powder, I can't right. Make... You told me about that. Yeah, and I put it in the water, you know, and I, I shake it, not stirred. You know what I mean? I do this whole thing. I feel thing. you. But how'd you know I was red? How'd you know I was red? What's that? How'd you know I was red? You just said I look a little red right now. You fucking lied. Well, no, now that I've asked people, I've, I've, I've gone around, I've, you know, asked my wife. I'm at, I was like, is he red? What? She said, no, baby, you're, you were 100%. Like, he looked actually kind of pale. She said. <laughs> no, she made fun of me. She said, how stupid are you? How could you do this? No, you but we d- we talked about our significant others in that. You I did. talked about my wife. It nice. about your- yeah, it was a great conversation. I really appreciate it. That's why, I, you know, it's a shame that all anybody's going to be able to do is not listen not to work. Not true. By the way, they're only talking. By the way, I actually think it's a brilliant gimmick because now more people are tuning in to see just how red you look. Well, and that's <laughs> what I thought. You did it on purpose uh, for that type of reason right there. And that's why I said you didn't have to. I thought the conversation was good enough because you run a good show, but let's move on. Okay. Um, MMA world's really heating up, huh, Hewan? Yeah. I mean, things are really getting going right now. There's a lot of conversation, a lot of controversy. Obviously, John Jones, his whole, you know, everything he's got going on yet again, so it's incredibly sad, but then Conor McGregor's getting back healthy. There was a big-ass fight card this past weekend. It feels like the MMA world, just like the NFL, it's always something, right? Is that is that an accurate assessment? Well, I would argue there's more in the MMA world because there's no, uh, you know, there's no off season. There's 43 UFC events, and the nine off weeks aren't like one chunk. It's you know Thanksgiving, Christmas, so it always feels like there's an event. And by the way, when there's no 
MMA event, there's Bellator and PFL and got Cage War. There's there's always something going on. Uh, yeah, UFC 266 was dare I say, as the kids like to say, lit. Oh, That's oh, oh. Uh, that is that is Lady. a fact. Uh, the main event. I hope you guys watch it. Do you guys watch that main event? Volkanovski, did you kidding me? Yeah. Third round, one of the greatest rounds that I have ever seen in the history of this sport, certainly on that stage with those stakes attached to it. Alex Volkanovsky, former rugby player, by the way, who was then feted at the Raiders game on Sunday, tried to get him to say that he liked the NFL more than rugby. He wouldn't go there. But uh, that guy's an absolute legend, and I'm happy that he's getting the respect that he deserved because that was incredible stuff. I never, I, 99.9% of the people on this earth, Patrick, tap out in that moment. That was superhuman. That wasn't like kicking a ball through two right. sticks. All that right. wasn't like running a ball over a line. 99.9%, yeah. 99.99% of humanity says no mas in that moment. This freaking guy got out of it and said, you know what? Not today, MFR. You're not taking my belt today. Yeah, MFR. You almost got me to uh, tap out, but in doing so, you probably killed yourself here, too. I mean, the Ortega <laughs> got completely. I mean, the, his whole body's flexed, right? Whenever he's trying to choke people, your yeah, whole oh, body. And it, it, you got to be completely dead. He, Him responding after that as well. It, that's why I think we all agree it was an incredible fight. Incredible fight. It was great. There. It reminded me almost of my. Um, we haven't talked, I think, in a while. Has it been a while since we spoke mm-hmm. on this program? Yeah, it seems like it was a little bit. Just yesterday. Shop. It reminded me of my performance on the uh, the Jake Paul Tyron Woodley broadcast. You know, just sort of rising oh, we to talk. the we occasion. After that. Yeah, yeah, we talked right then. We did talk about. Yeah, because remember Drake. Remember? Oh, we talked about the. T- <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, you know, talking to a bunch of people now as a result of that, it's been really good for the brand, for business. <laughs> That's not trademarked, right? For the like, I could say it within a sentence, just not as a hashtag. Uh, you can do whatever you want, man. Just can't sell it on clothes. <laughs> I would, I would argue right now that the world of pro wrestling, which you reside in, is actually hotter than the world of MMA. As much as I love MMA, but pro wrestling is on fire these days. Uh, I'm tuning into everything. I love it. I feel like a rising tide is lifting all boats here. Tit for tat. What can you do? Anything you can do. This guy's coming back because, I mean, I just – wrestling is great right now. I would say – by the way, piece of advice to any young journalist out there looking to find your niche, looking to find your path to differentiate yourself – Get into wrestling journalism. I feel like there's a massive opening there for some real good journalists to come up and do their thing. Just a little, you know, Hiwani to the young, uh, the young. What are you? Are you burying the because you're in the wrestling community? Yeah, you are. BT Sport. You represent. You actually got interviews at SummerSlam. Sit down interviews with people. Exclusive interviews with the Prez, Nick Khan. You mean like that? That's just you know. That's just a Friday afternoon for me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, BT Sport was putting out like our. I think they said our, our. O-U-R, Ariel Helwani with these things. So you well, are, I work for them. So you yeah. are in the wrestling journalism community, though. So did you just take a shot at everybody else in the community, or are you saying it should grow more? I think it should grow more. Like, I was around there. That was the first time I covered it as a journalist, if you will. And uh, it reminded me a little bit of 2007 UFC, where there's some young, hungry people doing it, but there weren't enough people. And I feel like there's a real opening here. I'm not trying to take shots at anyone. I'm not that guy. Sure right? sounds like you're oh, not that guy. Oh, okay, I'm not that guy. You're Listen that guy. to today's Hell Wani like show. You're not that guy. I'm not that guy. Oh, I kind of put that on you then. I made you look bad in the middle of that interview too then when you were asking me to call out people publicly and I said, no, no, that's your thing. And then, No, no, no. Listen. Did you edit that out? You edit that out, I yeah. came on your show. I called people out. I named names. Rap songs were made after that appearance on that show. I mean, I think, dare I say, the best, I, I, you tell me, best appearance this year, 
on your program? Who? That one where I was dropping bombs. People are calling that akin to the nah. CM Punk pipe bomb of 2011 in Las Vegas. I mean, they're saying it's one of the all-time great performances. Appearances, interviews, you tell me. I don't want to be that guy. I'm not going to give myself the old Barry Horowitz. I'm not that guy. Bro, do you ever have you ever had a show that had the reigning NFL MVP on it quoting Ram Dass on it? Have you ever had that? Because that was a Tuesday for me. You know what I mean? Like, I would say that probably best appearance, like the top – probably 15 there's probably 15 like good ones then there's probably a good 16 to 30 where we're like pretty memorable it's tom mike tomlin obviously up in i mean you just you know what i mean like it's in a we talking about i had the rain it's hard to get you there by the way champion alex volkanovsky who got out of a submission hold that 99.9 percent of the world we're not talking about that we're talking about you having the best appearance on this show is what i'm telling you it's hard to find that spot in the list for to have a good appearance on this show because we are so lucky everybody gives us a good appearance it feels like except for right. jerry rice jerry rice, yeah, jerry rice. and rondell moore a little yeah, bit yeah. Yeah, i noticed you're getting into some more mma interviews and it feels like you're like you don't see me out there talking to the third string guard for the cincinnati <laughs> Bengals. and i know like you see i I see you doing Patty Pimblett. I see you doing this guy, that guy. Hey. I feel like there's kind of an understanding here between us. We have our lanes. I'm Monday, Wednesday, one to four, but you're not going to touch the MMA guys. So is this a declaration of war? I'm not sure. Well, <laughs> uh, those are only the people that the casual UFC or MMA fans will ever talk to because that's what we do. But to be clear, I mean, if we all have our lane at this current moment, I mean, and it might change a little bit, obviously. But we are, you know, we're six lane, you know what I mean? And you're just kind of an on-ramp right now, you know what I mean? So what we're saying is, you know, well, sometimes there's going to be, you know, some cars that get into our lane that we know nothing about. And it'll be very apparent that we know nothing about it. And the only reason why we're getting conversations with them is because we've done this for so long at this point. We're old as souls now. And some people want to do it. Just know that we know nothing about it. But once you get in. You know what I mean? Once you get in, you know, like this Helwani show continues to go, you know, and you kind of start. Oh, to I'm get, coming. Yeah, I'm yeah. coming for your ass. Yeah, we're I'm hey, coming for your ass. Hey, we're going to move, though. We want more people. Hey, you think we want to talk to people we know nothing about? Absolutely not. No. Come on. We just want people to know that you exist still, you know? Is this you trying to say that, you know, the mega powers should come together here? No, no, no. I mean, that I, would be bigger no, no, no. than the CAA ICM merger of Monday. I mean, that would be the two biggest names in the MMA world, in the in the sports media world, coming together. I mean, get Andrew Marsh on that jabron on line one. <laughs> He's probably writing this up right now. Is that what you're saying, or did I misread this? Uh, we should do a show together. It would be nice. But a lot of people have been saying it. I don't want to be the one to bring it up. It'll be our tech, though. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I can't. I can't be seen in uh, Hicksville, Indiana, though. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm a Jewish man from New York. I can't be seen. In nah, Hicksville. nah, nah. Indianapolis loves hospitality, dude. It's a real place. Yeah. It's a hosting. I place. learned about that in your low. I learned in this great interview, by the way. A lot of people saying that this is sort of like the closest you'll ever get to like an Oprah-style interview. <laughs> you said that the world turned against you, but it was the Hoosier State that had your back. Your lowest moment. Your darkest hour, they said, not today, Patrick. We're going to pick you up. We're going to rebuild you. And then what do you do like the Benedict Arnold that you are, the ingrate that you are? You slap them in the face. You spit in their mouth and say, I'm retiring at the height of your popularity and the height of your game. You know who would never do something like that? Bret Hart. Tyler freaking Bass. The best damn kicker in the NFL right now. My man. 
What about the Bills? Hey, Can big, we talk about the Bills? Yeah, Pittsburgh Steelers went into Buffalo and beat them, obviously, opening week with Bills Mafia back in the game in the stadium. People were wondering if it was Bills Mafia that was potentially going to jinx this team that was great without them last year. And then, lo and behold, they go down to Miami. Then they continue to buzzsaw. The Buffalo Bills are all the way back, and I'm incredibly happy for you guys. But with that being said, if Tyler Big Ball Bass gets an opportunity, you know, and, and continues to dominate the way he does. You got a good one up there in Tyler Bigball. I love that guy. Yeah. You have to love the Bills, though. At first, oh, week one, you were a little bit worried. We don't know if you're can an I, actual fan of the Bills. Can or I not. tell you? I was happy right? after yeah, week one. I mean, yeah, no clue. We don't know if you're an actual fan or not, if it's just like no, a Johnny-come-lately no. when they're good Listen, at football. Listen, I have a beef. With, I'm actually considering finally um, – uh, uh, renouncing my fandom of the Buffalo Bills because the social media team, I mean, I see them propping up like the lowest of the low celebrity. Like we're talking like a G-list celebrity. Someone tweeting about the Bills, they won't even acknowledge me. This oh, wow. Wow. I can't this is that on-ramp like, thing. This is what I'm talking about. It's you know crazy. What? It's unbelievable. It's, you don't deserve that, dude. My other teams, Knicks, Blue Jays, they love me. I mean, we're, 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 we're cool. We're DMing. These guys, I don't know what's up their butt in Buffalo, but I'm not going to let them affect my 30-year fandom of this squad. Uh, I will just say this. Sure. This is this is how you know I keep it real and I keep it 100, as the kids like to say. 100. I, I was happy after week one. You know why? They were getting a little too cocky. Everyone was <laughs> celebrating. They were they were saying, oh, Super Bowl. No, wait. That's not me. I'm humble. I'm down <laughs> to earth. I keep my, my head straight. I felt like they were celebrating the Super Bowl appearance before the season ever started. We needed to get punched in the mouth. Everyone has, has a plan, as the great Mike Tyson once said, until they get punched in the mouth. The Bills got punched in the mouth. They you know, had to eat some humble pie, and now you see what happened as a result. I don't know if we beat Miami, we, and I don't know if we beat the Washington football team, we, like we did the last two weeks. And, I mean, I feel bad for the good folks of Tennessee because they're about to get the smackdown on Sunday. Oh, yeah. Wow. Those fighting <laughs> words right there, getting the smackdown. Uh, and I want to, you know, talk about something you do know something about, which is the fight game. You just referenced Tyson there. Uh, the boxing world has, what, Fury Wilder next week? Is that next weekend, yep. I think, in Vegas? Like that's, 9th, yep. that's huge for the state of boxing, right? Canelo's fighting that uh, guy that did Caleb slap Plant. him. Grant? Caleb Plant. Plant, that's it, plant. That's big for boxing, but it seems like the sport of boxing, it had a little bit of a run there, I think, in popularity. Obviously, NFL season's going to do its thing, but do you see boxing kind of becoming back to, like, uh, mega mega popularity like it once was? Because MMA is taking, you're saying WWE and wrestling right now is hot. Do you think boxing is going to be able to get there? And I think the Paul brothers are a massive part of that, by the way. Huge part of it. And I'm so happy that you mentioned that at the, uh, the very end of your statement slash question. Okay. Because nothing pisses me off more, Patrick. Honestly, nothing grinds my gears more when I hear these, you know, these these lazy media guys out there with their hot takes who love to say that boxing is dead, that boxing isn't what it once was. Let me tell you something right now. Boxing has never been healthier. Boxing is kicking ass right now. Whoa. You could even make a case that boxing is doing better than MMA on the whole. You know why? Because here's an indication why boxing is doing so well. And it has nothing to do with your Oculus training that you've been doing, which I still question whether or not you were getting paid for all of that, but we don't have to get into it. I wasn't. Here's, the payback was me I, laying listen. out motherfuckers in the, uh, <laughs> in the Oculus every single night. I'm sorry. Go ahead, though. People like to say the Paul brothers are an indication as to why boxing is dead. My argument is the Paul brothers are an indication as to why boxing is alive and well and, dare I say, thriving because 
when something is dead, when Preach. something is a dead piece of wood, you don't have people trying to imitate it. You don't have no. celebrities trying to get involved. You don't have no. people trying to, you know, up their profile by going over to that sport. No, they want nothing to do with it. And so the Paul brothers have recognized that boxing is doing well. And the great thing about the Paul brothers, in my opinion, is they're not just in it for themselves. Go ask Amanda Serrano, who actually just signed with Jake Paul's promotion MVP today, if she's happy that Jake Paul's in boxing. Go ask Montana Love and Tommy Fury and Ivan Branchik, legit boxers. Everyone likes to talk about the sanctity of boxing. By the way, one of the most corrupt commission sports ever. No. I mean, like Whoa. the judging, the referee, no. the sanctity of boxing. No, these guys have helped out so many boxers, got them higher pays. Ask Tyron Woodley if he's happy about Jake Paul boxing. He got paid more for that fight than he did in the UFC. Ask Ben Askren if he's happy about Jake Paul boxing. And so now you have this situation. You've got your old friends at DAZN doing their things. You got ESPN involved with Top Rank. You got Fury Wilder on October 9th. You had Anthony Joshua. Did you see that fight on Saturday? Absolutely. Like 70,000 fans? Woo. It was absurd. absurd. Boxing is on fire. Don't listen to any hack who tells you that boxing is dead. Boxing is alive and well and it ain't going nowhere. So in the combat world of coverage of sports, you just is there a lot of lot of people that cover boxing fighting and do you hate all of them and do all of them hate you no i mean they love me you know when i did the uh the paul woodley fight the amount of uh letters um you know old school letters like you know because they're they're kind of the old guard media people saying wow what a breath of fresh air you were you were so great we need more people like i mean it was just it was humbling you know it was really humbling to hear that from people and you know, sometimes I'll be honest in the world of MMA, I feel like I'm a bit of an outcast because, you know, who knows? You know, there's there's jealousy. I don't know. You tell me. You be the one to judge. You're but in home. boxing, the, they've rolled out the red carpet for me in wrestling and boxing. I mean, I feel the love right now in uh, in my orbit. I feel the love. I didn't feel the love maybe, you know, a few months ago, my previous job. But now I feel, I mean, I, feel, I, I wake up every morning. Like today, I woke up. Wow. I got the great Patrick McAfee on the Ariel Helwani show, one of the hottest shows. This man left his job at ESPN to be a trailblazer unlike any other media guy in the sport. I mean, bet on himself. Independent Helwani, truly independent. And then, you know, I got I – got, in hey. life, we're going to have ups and downs. So I got the call down, spoke to the therapist. We're talking – I feel like this is an olive branch back up but you know that's life no that's hey when you're independent you got to run your own thing this type of shit you got to deal with and then you just move on you know like if you decide to make somebody look like they did i don't know 40 to 55 pounds of cocaine before talking to you i mean you're gonna have to answer to that that's what happens when you're independent pal all the blame that used to be able to go elsewhere now comes right back hey one finger pointing at somebody else guess what it's always been here three points that's been the key three point back three point back right there you know it's I mean? always been here. I've always been my worst critic. By the way, speaking of critics, uh, where's my old pal AJ Hawk? I put him over. Oh, I say that we're friends. Geez. I thought he was going to be. I was legitimately excited yeah. Yeah. to speak to AJ. Where'd he go? He's at. I hate. He's at a like a black tie event, I believe. Like a super. He's been doing this a lot lately, Ariel. He's been doing this a lot lately. Yeah. Is there some dissension? No, I don't. Are you looking for a new co-host? Is that what you're saying? I'll move my show. 12 to 3, McAfee and Helwani. I mean, could you imagine the hard-hitting questions that I would hit Aaron Rodgers, that washed-up, supposed dude. I was going to have somebody ask you a question, one of the boys maybe, but after what you just did, we, no. there's no more airtime for you. What's yeah. the question? Hit me. Hit me with your best shot. Do you have a question? Yeah, I do. Go ahead. Uh, Ariel, Pat mentioned John Jones earlier. Is there any chance that he is actually going to fight Again, 
Oh, I think I think he'll fight again. Um, what? Look, this isn't the first time that he's gotten into trouble uh, running with the law. And, of course, we want to see how it all plays out. And there was a police report that was very troubling. Um, to me, what was not just as troubling, because you read that and there's a alleged significant other involved, a child involved. I mean, it's just a Jeez. lot to handle. I have often said, unfortunately, that John Jones, while he is supremely talented and uh, one of the greatest fighters of all time, there's no denying that, unfortunately, reminds me a lot of Daryl Strawberry, Doc Gooden, if you know about their paths, you know, mm. guys who had these amazing, you know, careers, God-given talent, all this stuff, but just continued to find a way to mess up. There's that famous story, 1986, uh, the parade, Mets win the World Series, and Doc Gooden is in some apartment in, in New York City, you know, high, and misses it. In any event, here's John Jones after his Hall of Fame induction for one of the greatest fights of all time, 2013 against Alexander Gustafson, and then a few hours later, he gets in trouble. Not the first time. You wonder what's going to happen. You know, the UFC, I don't think they handle these situations very well, if I'm being honest. No statement, no nothing. You know, we've learned that if you're high on the pecking order, you uh, you don't get reprimanded. So I think that he will eventually come mm. back and fight again. He's still pretty young. But the one thing that kind of rubs me the wrong way in all of this, in addition to the details, is like his first comments back, he has an Instagram story where he's like, I'm going to turn this into the best thing to ever happen to me. And I'm going to stop to And like, that's just not the way you handle these situations. It actually reminded me, if I could be honest for a second, like Pat, you mentioned your arrest, right? And you said you turned that into a positive, right? Yep. But the difference is you didn't hurt anyone. You know, you, that, didn't, that only affected you and your career. To say that a potential domestic violence situation is going to be the best thing that ever happened to you feels incredibly conceited, incredibly self-centered. And so you would like to see some sincerity and uh, an apologetic man who's coming out. And maybe that time will come and I don't want to kick him while he's down. But uh, one time back in 2018, I'll end this here. I asked John, when your career is said and done, will we look back at the transgressions of 2016 and 2015 as like a bump in the road and then for the next 10 years you know you were a model fighter a citizen and it was smooth sailing or have we not quite figured it out and his response to me and it's on video he said 10 years i'm a bad boy ariel i can't predict that i'm going to be good for 10 years i can't promise that and so when i heard that it's hard not to feel like okay he he kind of warned us that this was going to happen yeah and you just have to hope obviously domestic violence is incredibly insane and obviously massive we hope justice is served however the, the obviously to the full extent that justice can be served in that situation same thing in football there's a lot of talented guys who potentially get caught up off the field and things that are much more serious than anything on the field so it's always like uh will they ever get it right you just got to hope i guess and i guess I hope that for John Jones, his entire family, and everything like that. And I hope one day I'll get a chance to go back onto the Helwani show, and maybe I'll look like a human hmm. instead of episode three. You want back in? No, 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 no. no, no. We need some separation. Yeah, I need some time. Two hundred. Yeah, that's my bad. Listen, the numbers are through the roof. I hear it's number one trending on YouTube right now. Uh, that's what they're I telling me. It. Spotify, Apple, Ariel Hawani show. You could search for it. I appreciate you uh, putting me over by gracing me with your presence. No, no. Uh, you know, in, in that moment, I had to break kayfabe. Uh, but now, you know, some might say that there's a theory that's going out there that said, hey, Hiawani got him on the show. And in classic Hiawani uh, fashion, 
he turned him into the Kool-Aid man. There's a theory out there. Okay. I didn't say yeah. it. I didn't yeah. start People it. People are saying they it. felt like that was one more for the bad guy. Yeah, I heard it. You know? Tough times don't last. Tough people do. All right, so listen, I will. You can be listen, a bad Patrick. Guy. Listen, Patrick. I'll be a tough when guy. you're the best in the world, they don't call you the best in the world, Patrick. They got a name for you, and that name is Heelwani. All right, man. <laughs> all right, man. Thank you. Way to go. All right, dude. All right. Can't thank you enough for allowing us to penetrate your ear holes on this beautiful risk-free same game parlay Thursday night football Thursday. <laughs> You heard what I said, dude. Hashtag end the pod squad. Let us know where you're listening from. Potentially win some merch. And uh, thank you so much for enjoying, hopefully enjoying at least, this dumbass life alongside of all of us. Let's win it big tonight. Let's win some money. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow for a feel-good Friday. Cheers. Ty, please play some independent music. And propel these people into a beautiful Thursday night. All right, now, cheers. Bye.